podcast welcome to the square desks of bright lighting lock the doors you cool non-baby from the magical land of earth never ending adventure is now in session i'm aaron mankey up now sorry i'm russell tindall one of your co-hosts for the never ending adventure podcast and with me as always is the one the only oh the best good boy there ever was but the dj netty p it's me netty p maybe not the best good boy but did you just rip off Good Mythical Morning? Is that the intro for them? Hmm. hmm. I there might have been a little bit of GMM or uh <laughs> or ear biscuits or maybe even uh oh gosh, what lot the doors, lot the lot the gate, that's uh Mark Marin or I don't know, a whole bunch of other podcasts, man. Yeah. I feel I like could, the, I could go through them all, but the only one I think I always want to rip off is Dax Shepard with uh, uh, armchair expert in all their ads every single one of them starts with we are supported by and it's like the exact <laughs> same inflection it's so funny maybe that's the way they go i mean we don't really have anything if we were just more consistent with our ads maybe if we ever get real sponsors uh we can be a little bit more consistent but i think i think a sponsor would want us to be goofy and uh I, speaking I of so. sponsors ned i'm not sure if you can hear this but uh uh, 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 uh Oh, today's um, podcast is um, brought to you not by Ranch Water, but I'm drinking it. That stuff is need, delightful. Yeah, dude. I need just a little bit of uh, liquid, liquid uh, creativity, liquid motivation, liquid something. This mm-hmm. episode dude. is bare bones like it is it is not the best episode it's not a bad episode but it's so boring no i feel you man i feel you i i this i mean so we are going through this episode is season four episode 22 who would win which i think i had hyped up in my mind from watching it just because we get a good finn and jake episode but man i guess just the last couple of episodes with like Really good content, really good canon characters, really good references from the rest of the show that I was like, oh man, we've really gone back with this episode and it feels like some damn season one writing. Yeah, yeah, it does. It it, it really does. You get a couple good moments in this episode and we'll go through them. And, and you know, I'm not trying to discourage you to listen. I think this is going to be a great podcast episode. I'm oh, it's going to be a great podcast episode. Yeah. I mean, you got two fellow brogens just hanging out, you know. Feeling like, feeling natchy. Feeling natchy. I feel total natchy. Actually, I do have a plate in my arm from eighth grade football. So I'm so not entirely not so natchy. natchy. I'm not entirely natchy. When it comes to my fitness... I am natchy, and that I'm proud of that. Though I do take protein powder mix, but that's pretty that's, natchy. That's, that's pretty natchy, I'd say so. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is all about some legendary fighters, some some brother brawls. We've got siblings going at it, and Finn and Jake, and we've got the train. We've got uh, the barn. I'm I'm thinking the, of the, the fake names the that farm, I came up with. The barn. With. <laughs> the, the barn. <laughs> the ba- yeah, he, the barn would have still been a good name for him. Yeah, as the well. barn would have been good too. Sorry, I've got a whole bunch of fake names I came up with for a potential advertisement later, <laughs> and they're just all I can think about is like <laughs> the plane, the automobile, you know, <laughs> the plane, the plane, the automobile, the yeah. AC unit, the AC unit. 
Well, poor, oh gosh, I don't even want to start talking about lovelies and stuff at this point. But yeah, it's, man, I mean, what makes you a legendary person, a, a legendary? Is there anything that makes Wait, you stand out, Ned? Are we talking legendary person or legendary fighter? Or what or makes you legendary? Because I think like Jake in this episode, he's like, I'm legendary. I got third place in Copy's Castle. Oh, like, come so at we, me. we need like a legendary item for me. I did. I did just platinum Jedi Survivor um, the last okay. week. So that's that's pretty. Legendary. I know that was my recommendation from a few weeks ago. So I have hit platinum status on that. I don't know if that's legendary or not. Yeah, um, I don't know if this says anything about the two of us. But if I was going to say <laughs> what I'm legend, <laughs> if I'm going to brag about myself oh, and say what makes not. me legendary, um. I went to Penns and I went to the game terminal and I got on the high scores for Centipede at both Ooh, places. So that's, that's a good one, man. That's that like, I mean, you're legendary. taking it back old school for legendary. Oh, you know, if there's Centipede, I'm playing it. That's, that's my go-to retro like arcade game. Mm. It's, it's the best. As a little kid, I had it on, you know, one of those like dial up PCs or whatever, or maybe it was right after the dial up at our house, but it was so cool and the colors are so incredibly like awesome and neon and they like flop every time you go to a new level. I love it. It's so, yeah. so entertaining. Maybe what would make me legendary is regardless, I have got my original Game Boy sitting next to me that I played like I got this in 1999 and like played the shit out of Pokemon Yellow. And that's yeah. that's pretty epic. But is that what you're playing right know. now? No, I wish, I wish, I wish. I was a desperate college kid in 2012 and sold my Pokemon Yellow you and Silver. You sold it? Dude, I know, I wouldn't, have done, I wouldn't have done it now. It, it, hindsight 2020, oh my gosh. I was a broke-ass college kid. Like, dude, I needed legendary cash. status revote. Legendary status yeah. revote. That's rough, But I still, I still have the Game Boy. I want, this is one of my projects in the future is to go do the whole thing where you... You strip it and you get the, the the new screen on it and whole nine yards. So oh, once I have a sweet. revamped lime green Game Boy Color that's like bells and whistles can fit Game Boy Advance games, like then then I might reinvoke legendary status, maybe. If you if you do it successfully without messing yours up, let me know. I have a, a purple see-through Game oh, Boy color yeah. from back in the day. I don't just, know if I would want to do that. Epically legendary but... as the lime green. I don't know if I would want to mess with it at all, but man, I don't know. Maybe. I never touch it. It's just collects dust along with the other games that the internal batteries have died in. But anyways, <laughs> let's anyways, get to this Adventure legendary. Time episode, maybe. Yeah, man. Yes. Well, Kim, can I say that we do open up on this episode with how I feel? I, I, it might be my... I had a, a toss-up for my tops of the episode. The way this episode leads in might be my tops with just like Finn and Jake looking at a gorge and Finn being like, man, I can make that. Like, and then just being yeah. like, whoop, falling is this down. The, is this the gorge from Princess Cookie? I don't know if it's the gorge from Princess Cookie. I don't know. It, it feels, I don't know why the setting feels like the witch's garden. I don't oh, know. Cause it has that weird, like deserty landscape. It's not the mm -hmm. same gorge from that episode, but it, it, okay. it gives me that vibe. So I'm thinking we're somewhere further away from the Candy Kingdom than where we were at with Princess Cookie. Yeah, and you just got Finn just, you know, what he claims it's a perspective illusion, and it, he just dives headfirst into this 
discord just yeah. knowing that jake is gonna save them it, it, well but dude and that's i mean it, that gets to like it's not my deep thought of the episode but it's the point of the episode they hit the point that they make at the end that together the two of them comboing together is the brogen it is the legend of the bros is that both of them complement each other with different fighting styles, different tactics, different amounts of being bold, amounts of taking risks that Finn is this risk taker. And Jake is the one at the end of the day where he's like, I haven't really cared much about anything ever, you know? Yeah. And yeah, that's so that, true. that combo that they complement each other in this perfect little soup of what makes an epic hero. And it's an epic hero duo, you know? Yeah. I, so I love really what they, 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 they were going to do. Yeah, I, I like that they leave with that as well. I really thought they were going to do Jake's suit at the end of the episode. I, yeah, I thought that would I, be this would have been the way they solve Jake. it. Mm-hmm. I but know. Wingsuit, the wingsuit Jake has got to be one of the cooler things we've seen him do. I mean, that was way cooler than paragliding, in my opinion. Yeah. He jumps oh, on dude. and then he just like, he basically does what you do in that Mario, uh, Super Mario game, right? Where he has the cape and he kind of holds onto it. So it creates a parachute that he can mm-hmm. fly with. I mean, it's. It's a really cool Jake power. I, I was really excited to see that. And I was very curious where it was going to go because they do have a moment in the air where they just are taking a second to appreciate the fact that they're hanging out and they're, you know, just them two. No ladies, no other dudes, no other uh, things distracting them. And they're just so excited to spend time together. And I, I like that. I do that a lot, I think. And I know Allie has noticed that because she's pointed it out to me that I tend to take time and moments that I really appreciate and know I will think fondly on in the future. I think a lot of people can't recognize those moments. And for whatever reason, maybe it's my just strong nostalgia that I often feel. Um, I, I definitely can see and know a lot of times when I'm living in one of those moments where I'm like, mm. this is going to be a good memory. Yeah, and that's, that's a, what, what that's what Finn does. I mean, that's definitely was that that makes me recall the line from the Office, the the finale of the Office, where Ed Helms is like, or not Ed, yeah, well, no, what's, yeah, I think it's Ed Helms, where he's like, I wish you could remember the good times when you were actually living them, and yes, that's a good talent, that. man. I I'd say like hold on to that, be able to hold on to that, like you know, like let me take the the you know mental picture of this moment. Because yeah. it's it's good, but it's, I mean it's the dude. momentary good times though. The, what he's kind of talking about are like, you know, that year that goes by and you don't think it's anything special. Like I, I'm not as yeah. good with that, but like a night that is going to be re- like so rememberable, I'm pretty good with that. Yeah, that no, that's I mean I think that's a really good and rare talent because I think that people it, they end up chasing nights like that and then they end up having a lot of them, but they don't sit back and take that mental image and they don't take the mental picture, like, like I said, like, like Finn does with that moment with Jake, like we've done. And I I think maybe that's why they are using this episode to break this up is because we've done so many like multi-character adventures, multi, uh, let's bring in canon, let's bring in lore, let's bring in candy people, let's bring in lemon grab again. And that we can have this moment where like, yeah, we haven't really had, I wouldn't call this a treehouse episode, but it's definitely a Finn and Jake episode, but I love it, yeah. man, because like that's what we do. That's like that's this little time that we have, uh, especially not living in the same cities, especially not being able to do our broski nights that we used to do, and 
uh, leave the ladies behind and go get a beer and go listen to music or whatever it is. Yeah. That this is that yeah, this definitely. is our little uh, hey, like let let the world fade out. Let's forget yeah, about I, like something for two hours and just have our bro moment. I can I can tell you, Ned, I've never felt that feeling with you though. Unfortunately, never, never, never felt that feeling. Not, not, not even through we a hundred and whatever seven episodes. <laughs> no, every one of these, I've forgotten everyone as soon as we did them. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Don't worry. Yeah, this is well definitely not dude, something that we work hard at or you know. Anything no, like no, that. we spend no time on this. But anyways, we get moving, man, and we meet the Marauders. The Marauders are back. We thought. Um, they had gone off and disappeared or they died yeah. or they ran we away. Just, we just talked about that when we had Flame Princess back in the picture. It is so true. I don't know what they were doing there, why they were there. They were called by the challenge, the legendary fighter of the Shiny Isles, the farm. They were just taking them on. They were ready for them. Yeah. Sort of. They I'm, weren't ready for them. I'm also a little confused why the farm is in the middle of a lake. It's not the place that a farm it's a very would shallow lake. be. A very shallow no. lake. Yeah, I don't know what's up with that. And I love, though, <laughs> he's wearing a barn for clothes, right? And the fact that there are farm animals inside the barn that he uses kind of as a FU, like, yeah, you he's suck just kind he's of just a moment. Yeah, he's just shitting them out, like, the whole time. <laughs> he's just like, <laughs> he's just oh, like, <laughs> Like, not only does he teabag the train, but he also, like, <laughs> dro- <laughs> he, he drops his farm animals on the marauders just to say, like, y'all suck so much. I can use <laughs> animals that are inside my clothes. <laughs> well, man, I did have a great, um, I, I did a little bit of digging. I had to dig through some sites. Now, I I was like, okay, where does the farm fit on most, like, powerful Adventure Time creatures? Because okay. it's, I, it's apparently curious. up there. He has a huge wave. He smacks the pond. Yeah. Which, that, and that's what I'm saying. It's so a I, massive wave. Now, I did go through like one or two lists, and he's not on there. They, they mention a lot more canonical characters. However, I did find one um, from a site called Friction Info, where they did a top like one through 20, and the farm is the most power, is the 13th most powerful being. However, okay. he sits in between Magic Man at number 14 and Lemon Grab at number 12. So Lemongrab. apparently Lemon Grab, according to this side, is more powerful than the farm. Well, so is I, it not just physical power? Maybe that's what they're taking. I, that's what I'm I I couldn't like figure this influence. one out. Uh I don't I know and, and you know, PB was I think at number like 11 or 12 or excuse me, 11 or 10. And yeah, that's because she's got her science and stuff like that. So I think that she could science her way out of beating the farm, obviously. Yeah. Um, and then they're, they've got things like Glob and the Lich on, on that list that are like obviously more powerful than the farm too. But yeah. I just thought it was very interesting because Magic Man, I would consider more OP than, than Lemon Grab, but they've got him below the farm. So very, I don't know. Send us your comments. Send us your list, yeah. guys, of like, I would say top ten. If you go top twenty, like we then we'll make it to some characters like uh Orgalorg is gonna be up on that list too, and like stuff that Russell hasn't gotten to yet. But where does the farm fit in your 
Like, is he more powerful than this and less powerful than this? That's what I want to know. Yeah. And I want to know your matchups too. If you've got any good, like the farm versus matchups and reasons why one would win over the other. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I mean, this episode just had me thinking about like your classic, like Goku versus Superman who would mm -hmm. win sort of a thing. Or like, what's the largest animal you could take down? <laughs> like barehanded. Yeah. I don't know why, <laughs> you know, but I'm thinking about that sort of a thing. And then what's the other one that people love to do? The How many chickens? Do you think you could? Yeah, that, that's Ooh. yeah. Like how many? Like like as a physical being, how many chickens would it take to take you down? Man, I, if I'm going to answer that, I'm going to say like I think 75 chickens would take me down. I'm trying to think of. I'm I'm actually envisioning a field of 75 yeah. chickens. Little tiny. We're we talking about 75 raptors. like like fighting cocks or. We're talking about like, like normalized barn chickens. I wasn't necessarily talking about, you said 25 fighting cocks. I'm just talking I would, about chickens, dude. You're talking about like regular <laughs> egg laying farm chickens. Well, yeah, but you've seen, you've played Zelda. You know that if you irritate a yeah, chicken, what, they all what, come I out I thought of you had to and, irritate like three of them and then they start no, coming at you. You just got to hit one of them enough times. And, and actually in the new Zelda games and then, um, Breath of the Wild, you can basically have, you can force a CPU to hit a chicken and then all of the chickens will come out of nowhere and attack <laughs> that CPU character that you you had attack them. It's great. I, I, I love it, I, man. I do love that because that's on theme for this episode as well with the yeah. farm, that he does have a, not only just a massive build and strength, but he has the power of a barn full of farm animals, which is at its core... Yeah, could you take on three angry cows? Like, no. no. That's, and he's got that built inside of him as his well, shit. I could take on three angry cows. You think so? I think I, I think I could take on three angry cows. Yeah, for sure. Okay, okay. Just, I, just flip them, man. I mean, how long just, does it take for them to... Just wait a little while till they fall asleep and then push them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. But then they're cow patties. They got some like biological warfare going on. Just dropping patties all over the place. Dude, okay. just got natural stank. Like, they got the whole nine yards going Yeah, on. let's get back on top of it. The train, Ned. Yes, the, the train. train. Man, he's a, a railroad man. He's basically got a, a railroad track for a face yeah. and wheels strapped to his body. And for some reason, that qualifies him to be called the train. I mean, he but does I would, look totally yanked. He does look he does totally look yanked, like... But he says choo-choo a lot. And in my opinion, he kind of seems like a... <laughs> a neglected Pokemon design. Like it feels like a guy that like didn't really get the love that he deserved uh, when they were creating his Pokemon character, the train. And so he says choo-choo a lot and he he kind of is uh, ugly in a way and, and boring. I don't know. I, I feel bad for the train. I truly do. I know. He kind of, he gives me the vibe, I mean, similar vibes to like, what is it, Ghost Train from Rick and Morty. Yeah. And, um, whatever the not the avenger he doesn't but, have any powers like those trains powers dope. he's yeah. just a dude who's strong who looks like a train and also but, he gets tea bad by the farm like <laughs> he's he's my lovely by the way i will oh, i will admit good lovely yeah. he's my lovely the that poor loser is what i have in my notes that, that poor, poor loser. loser uh he's not given enough love he breaks both his legs from being tea bad, he crawls home to his friend who can fix his legs or give him yeah. new legs. He's I think patronized. Yeah, I mean, he obviously for not being as legendary. He obviously got like beheaded at some point. If he's got a friend that can like biomechanic him legs, 
Do you think, think his so? like do you think his railroad spike or railroad track head was bioengineered by that same guy? It might have been. It might have been some some magic put in there. I mean, maybe his friend is uh <laughs> magic man and for some reason magic man's like his bud and he's yeah. willing to help him <laughs> out, but I don't know. He's he's my lovely and he just that poor guy, dude. The fact that no one helped him get to his friend and he just has to crawl, drag himself, <laughs> he's, drag his he's body like don't follow me. To to his two or his friend who can replace his legs. That is yeah. Oh, poor guy. Uh well and yeah, we have, he's also my sexy character. <laughs> no, he's no, I said he's totally yanked. He's hotter than the yeah. sand, bigger than the ocean. Okay. Yeah, he's he's my sexy like what's that railroad trap do, you know? Yeah. Well, I, I would say there's a good, well, that leads into the good moment of Finn being like, man, I want bio, like biotech legs. And Jake's like, you don't want biotech legs, man. That's not Natchy. And Finn's like, I don't care about being Natchy. That's weirdly a great little line that leads into, we've obviously seen some flashback scenes or flash forward or multiverse scenes, whatever it might be of Finn having a mechanical arm. Like you've seen this. It's not a spoiler at this yeah. point. Yeah. I've seen it. Um, so it, it, I think it's a really cool, if there's nothing really canon in this episode, maybe except for that moment of Finn being like, I don't mind being half mechanical or mechanical limbs. And it's kind of, I think that that's like the only thing that they can really take this episode and tie into. He's going to have mechanical parts one day. Okay. Yeah. And I'm, I'm cool with that. I don't, I don't mind him getting a, a special arm or something, but I'm glad Jake was the voice of reason and was like, dude, you don't, you don't want to go get like legs if you don't have to. Mm-hmm. Let's let's just like let that be a standard for for us that we're not going to tear off our body part, the B part cyborg, just for funsies. Like let's do it for a reason, you know? Yeah. Well, and there's a great episode down the road where um, they have an ever looping train that they can like get weapons and armor and helmets and magic scepters and all this stuff and that episode finn goes crazy with lust for more upgrades so (laughs) that's pretty great i mean they kind of do that in the wizard episode right they're kind of obsessed with making it to the next level it's like that but um you see finn really lose himself in the quote-unquote like up like i want to be upgraded so Mm -hmm. i do love also like i think in reference to that train episode that Jake is this voice of reason of like, hey man, like you're good the way you are and yeah. you don't need upgrades. Like you don't need bio. Like this crazy universe of ooh exists where you can get bio legs and crazy arms and magic scepters and super swords and all this stuff. And Finn is doing pretty darn well without him so far, you know? Yeah, let's just keep that going. And also he wants to be legendary. I'm like, you are legendary, bro. If anyone yeah. is legendary in this world, and I will say I love that there are other fighters that we haven't heard of, other Billy-esque legendary figures that yeah. come, around, come and go. That's really cool. So that's introduced in this episode. But Ben is as legendary as they get, especially for his young age. He's got to be some sort of a prodigy, right? Anyways. Yeah. But he's, he's fought the Lich. He's met death. He's uh, taken on Hudson Abadir and Marceline in her demon mode. I, I don't know what's yeah, I mean, more he, legendary he, than and that. And he ripped the Lich's face off with a sweater. Like, yeah, that's pretty incredible. That's pretty freaking epic at this point. So it is funny that he does go like, this will totally up our like 
our status, man. This will totally up our, our cred. Yeah. And it's, it's, it is funny that I don't know, but at that point, like when I was 14 years old, like, yeah, like, I don't know. I would, I'd want to get more street cred. I mean, shoot for, if we're just being real, I mean, I moved up to Nashville with this weird feeling that like my life was going to be something special. Like I felt like I had uh, some legendary future ahead of me where I was going to manage the biggest band in the world or, or whatever it was. Right. And at some point, sometimes you figure out like, well, maybe there are other ways to go about life. Life isn't just about being like somebody that people know or someone yeah. who's a part of history or whatever. But I, I felt that all the way up until I was 20, I'd say five, really, honestly, I was like, man, I'm going to do something really cool, you know? And now I'm kind of coming to grips with like, okay, well, what can I do that is still cool, but is like legendary to myself and not necessarily to other people. Mm-hmm. And, and I can move forward from there. But regardless, I, I think Finn is crushing it for his age and he's, he's being goofy. And Jake is also kind of being goofy. He's got the third highest score on Compi's Castle. But he is like, it's so weird that that is what he aspires for. There's got to be more for him. Like I do, like I was just saying, like find your own legendary thing that is legendary to yourself. But I'm hoping there's something more to Jake that he is going to thrive for in the future than just I'm playing a a mobile video game, which is cool, but you know. Well, this is actually, you brought up one of my like deep thoughts of the episode and and we'll get into this one because I've got some more deep thoughts for the second half of this episode too is that Jake balances that delicate line between nihilism and being like cool and chill. You know what I mean? So in this episode with him being, I mean, it's a really tough episode to bring this up because he just figured out like two episodes ago that he's going to be a dad. And he's over here playing Compy's Castle. And he literally is like, I don't know, man, there's not really that much that I actually care about. Yeah, you know, wow, I mean, besides point. like besides hanging out with Finn and having a good time, like obviously those are two things that he does and he likes doing. But to for him to drop that bomb after like Lady Rainicorn said that she was pregnant is is kind of dark, and I think it goes along with the theme that we've been talking about about just weird father figures, and they bring this concept in that like Jake's a normal dude. We like Jake. He's such a great character. And the cool part about him is he has this devil may care attitude. He has this whole like, yeah, I don't really care if we like beat the farm or not. I don't really care if we train a lot. And there's not much that I care about. And I think that that's a healthy life view in a way of not getting hurt or not like like there's bigger things in the universe and we've seen that he even recognizes the bigger things in the universe when he faces death during the banana man episode that he maybe he is a little like nihilistic and i think that that's one of jake's best traits and this is one of his worst traits mm, mm. well we're gonna see how he responds because that is a great point i Gotta admit, I totally forgot. He found out that he's gonna be a father. So yeah, Jake's literally got a up. pregnant girlfriend back at home, and and usually I'm, that's what kicks people in the gear, man. That's yeah. what makes people go, "Oh crap!" I mean, and, all right, let's figure this out. Well, and it's 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 awesome that they like 
because it plays into the his relationship with his children in the future of his kind of devil may care attitude and like hey you guys are like kicking it on your own like that's awesome i don't really need to be a part of your life and that's uh but also in, in turn joshua and margaret were a huge part of his growing up and they talk about them all the time they talk about how much their dad influenced them and their dad uh trained them to be heroes and left them little hologram messages on how to be men and how to not be babies. And it's just funny to me that he can sit there and kind of say that um, in the midst of what is typically the biggest news of your life. Yeah. So. Wow. Dude, that's, that's great. I'm so glad you brought that up. I, I totally forgot about that moment. Yeah, yeah. But let's, let's take a breather here because we've, we've, tangented wonderfully in this episode. It's been fantastic. It's been a fun time. <laughs> uh, I've got some so. good stuff coming up. I've got a wonderfully, theoretically speaking, that's coming up as well. Um, and we got to get into the Dream Warrior as well. Yeah. And we got to talk about sibling, siblings fighting a little bit, I think. Uh, yeah, we got, we got to do that. So we got, we got a lot more to come, guys. So stick around. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, get ready for the most epic showdown of the century. It's time for an explosive wrestling match that will leave you on the edge of your seat. Presenting the Battle of the Titans. In the first corner, weighing in at an astounding ton of raw power, the relentless locomotive of destruction, the undefeated, the unyielding, the train. This metallic juggernaut is fueled by pure adrenaline and equipped with wheels of fury. Witness the sheer force as he barrels down the tracks, ready to steamroll anything in his path. And in the opposing corner, standing tall and strong, is a force of nature itself. The mighty cultivator of chaos, the farm. This rural powerhouse knows no bounds when it comes to unleashing mayhem. Armed with a mighty combine harvester and an army of farm animals, the farm is here to sow seeds of destruction. Witness the clash of titans as the train, with its unstoppable momentum, attempts to overcome the unpredicting onslaught of the farm's agricultural arsenal. Watch as hay bales fly and the crops quake under the weight of this epic battle. Remember folks, this isn't just a wrestling match, it's an event of epic proportions. It's the train versus the motherfucking farm. Don't you dare miss it. Welcome back, Ned. The all right, the farm. His head is so heavy, dude. Why his back has to hurt so bad? He he can't even hold it straight up. I was just thinking about this as I'm watching this character just sit there. I mean, he is very powerful, as you talked about earlier this episode. But the dude, he looks kind of gross, honestly. Yeah, he does look pretty gross, and he's not wearing any pants. I don't know what's up with that. Well, the the he's wearing a romper. He's wearing a barn romper. Yeah, and but it doesn't it doesn't go underneath, you know what I'm saying? So there's nothing like hiding. <laughs> he's not wearing undies. That's that's one thing. He's, he's not, not wearing, wearing undies. undies. Yeah, and they're able to bite his actual butt cheeks. Well, anyways, I guess we should flow into um their their cheapy peepee fight and really what, what got them going, the training session that yeah. Ben and Jake were having to try and take down the farm next time they come and face them. And, and it was, mm. it was not the best training session. I got to say, they don't seem to be great training partners in this episode. No, it's, it's, I would say it's very interesting to me that they fit. Even Finn wants to go into a training session because I feel like they've taken down way bigger 
slash more badass opponents than the farm so far. Especially Without, when, like a training mod charge. Yeah, yeah. Well, especially, I mean, I just, I remember like Dad's Dungeon episode when Finn fights the giant crystal monster, which I Epic. would assume would smash the farm's ass. Like, oh, and Finn's yeah, taking definitely. him down. So kind of Finn, I, I don't know if, like, I would call it doubt, but him being like, we got to train. But, you know, props to him for wanting to get ripped. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But it's interesting. This, so it's Finn's not got, Jake's mantra or not jake's no. forte per se well finn has a fighting style called the chokey brokey style and jake i don't even know the something style maybe that's what he ends up saying his his fighting style is basically i'm getting distracted and i'm playing this copy's castle video game and uh but i do like the idea of like i'm gonna close my eyes and take you down but it was just <laughs> him being distracted the whole time and i get it i get why finn got mad but i don't think it was like Dude, to to break someone's Game Boy, that's yeah. that's way too far. That's going way, way, way too far, in my opinion. It, it, well, and that's the kind of like the part you appreciate about the episode is Finn at the end of the episode does have that full full circle lesson that he's like, "Hey, man, like this is important to you. This is a big deal to you. Like I'm like, don't like say that it's not important because it is. And I broke your game, and that's a big deal to you. So, it, it yeah." yeah. I think at least even Finn realizes it, but to break someone's Game Boy, man, that's like, that's low. That's it's way low. too far. And even Go Copy's and... Castle is like, <laughs> what does it say on the screen? It says, Jake, I always had a crush on you. <laughs> As Copy's <laughs> Castle is, is dying. That is man, well, such a good I had a thought about Copy's Castle too, because the first time we see Copy's Castle, it's in um, the episode where Finn is in the... I want to say quantum realm because I've been watching too many Marvel movies, but he's in the ghost realm essentially. And Jake wants to play Compy's castle because uh, that he's like, Oh, that's Finn's favorite game. That'll make him come out of the ghost realm. And, but they're playing Compy's castle on a BMO. And yeah. now this is a mobile device. That's not BMO. And also everybody in the candy kingdom is playing Compy's castle. So I, I, I was always wondering is, Compy's Castle a BMO game that they translated into a mobile device? Or is Compy's Castle a mobile device game that BMO can also play? Yeah, I would almost lean toward that. It seems like BMO is the, the Game Boy or the game system yeah. that can play everything. Yeah. Okay. And, okay. And it has like all these ROMs downloaded onto it or something. Yeah. It well, it, it I just it, it made me think about your theory about how BMO can capture like beings and turn them into games oh too. yes and yeah like uh and i was like well man then bmo can take these games and duplicate them and put them on mobile systems and all that stuff so it's pretty cool yeah maybe that's what he's doing maybe he they're they're taking it from bmo and putting it onto other mobile devices yeah that that's what i was thinking prior technology or, or yeah, maybe... who, else, who else in the candy games making video games yeah, point. I don't know. It doesn't seem like something Bubblegum would spend much time on, but mm -hmm. maybe one of the other uh, nerds at her nerd party or science party or whatever. <laughs> there, yeah, there was a, there's at least 10 people at her science party. So yeah. maybe one of them is a yeah, maybe so. game developer. Maybe science yeah, that'd, cat. That'd be cool. Well, I, this fight between Finn and Jake gets really, really brutal, dude. I mean, they do, they get a little cheapy peepy, as I was saying. Cheapy start. They start uh, kind of being, you know, I'm going to throw dirt in your eye. And really, they do everything, all the cheap moves that they end up using later on that supposedly the Dream Warrior, you know, hints at in his mm -hmm. his dream, which truly, 
I couldn't tell you if there's a deeper meaning to that that dream that they have with the dream where I was no. trying to think of one, but I have no theoretically speaking of it's my notes say dream warrior question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark, because I have no idea what yeah, uh, I, theoretically speaking could be. For we, that. we get dream warrior in a later episode, like, like a much, much later episode. Like I think season seven or eight later episode, um, he makes a reappearance as well. Um, or at least a similar being is the, god the god of the forest the king of the forest is at least the same type of being as the dream warrior um but yeah i don't think that there's much other meaning besides that they had a a bro dream a together dream. together dream i yeah i was like that's gotta be something is there more to that is there another together dream in the future we almost have one very recently where with king arm yeah then thought that jake was there but jake wasn't truly there yeah, I wonder. I just thought maybe it, it was some sort of an implication that they have a deeper cosmic connection that we don't know about yet. Mm. I, I, they definitely. I mean, that's a good theory too. You said you didn't have it theoretically speaking. That's I guess a good that's one. what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I. But I don't think if if they do, it's more of like an understood slash unsaid thing about them being bros that they can end up having these together dreams. Cool. Um, okay. But I don't think it's anything that that's necessarily like they dive into or, yeah. you know, break the lore by saying this was a cosmic divine intervention or anything like that. But yeah, well, what's, uh, let, what are that, your feelings? Let, Go ahead. I, I mean, that brings it up to my lovely. My lovely is the dream oh. warrior. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good lovely. Yeah, I know. I think I think. Well, first of all, I think I just love the fact that because they were talking about cheap moves <laughs> as a cheap car sales lot he seems like the chillest dude like he seems yeah, like a oh, dude yeah. i'd want to hang with you know what i mean you just well i don't know dude he speaks in metaphors it sounds kind of pretentious. <laughs> <laughs> okay i think he i, I want to hang out hang out with dream warrior off the clock no no i he's think he'd not... be great i think it would be great hanging out with the dream warrior now I that think i think so. about it <laughs> maybe so maybe, maybe i'd just have a blast like shooting metaphors back and forth with him i don't know man that'd be fun I, I, um, I would hang out for a bit. Something, something about his chill hippie mentality with like the cool zigzaggy lines. Which mm-hmm. there's a factoid about that being a reference to Twin Peaks that I do not get. But for any Twin Peaks fans out there, that's apparently a reference to a dream sequence from Twin Peaks. Mm. But I just, I was like, the dream sequence was cool. The hilariousness of his metaphors just being like all about cheap cards and golden apples. I thought was just like. Uh, and the, the sweatpants. I think it's man. the redeeming the part of the sweatpants and being and Jake. Being I got like, mine on. I wore them, especially for that moment. Oh, look oh, at yeah. that. No, he's not going to go get ice cream or TP tonight. Oh, no. I'm, I'm giving up on life today. Just like Jake was saying, mm-hmm. like, I'm, these are my give, give up on life pants. I'm going out. I'm going to go out in public wearing them, and everybody's going to shame me. Because no, how dare you I, wear sweatpants in public? I am only wearing jeans today because I have to face client calls on Zoom and I was wearing my sweatpants until like 11 a.m. with my first call today. <laughs> so, <laughs> Yeah, also like wearing sweatpants. I, I don't wear sweatpants when I work typically because if I'm working from home, it doesn't feel, it doesn't put me in that productive, like I'm going to be a good worker. Yeah, it's the psychological mentality. aspect yeah. of putting on pants yeah totally i think so and sometimes I even shoes depending on the day 
I've got my business shoes. They're slip-ons. They're they're Uggs. <laughs> oh, do you, you got Ugg slippers too? Dog. I got them from my dad. I don't know. Hell, he got us all Uggs one day or for hell, Christmas. Yeah. I thank you because I have been slightly insecure about my wife getting me Ugg slippers for Christmas this year. <laughs> and they have been the most kick-ass thing I've been wearing. I was wearing them today because I just take yeah. the dogs out all the time and I walk they're to comfy. the street. And they're comfy, man. Yeah. I know. And I don't I don't think I've worn them out in public yet, but yeah, that I think the Ugg slippers are the equivalent of the sweatpants. Yeah. Yeah. But dude, let's let's talk about this fight a little bit. I want I want to get into, you know, these cheap moves that they're doing and what it made me think of. I mean, the biological warfare that Finn has where he spits on Jake. I mean, the the most disgusting, biggest loogie. I mean, he hocks I've, it. I've he ever hocks seen. the loogie hard. The whole fight is brutal, dude. They are going at it against each other. Like, really? Yeah. I, I mean, they're more beat up in this episode than I think we've seen them beat up in oh, a long over, time. Over many, I mean, maybe the last time was against the bucket night that Finn got that yeah, hardcore yeah. beat up. I think so. Well, the the biological warfare reminded me of, and I don't know if you've ever seen the first Dragon Ball. So pre-Dragon mm-hmm. Ball Z, Dragon Ball, there's a fight in that where Master Roshi takes on Krillin in a fighting tournament of sorts. And they go so fast that the announcer is like, whoa, like, I didn't see what just happened. Could you break that down for me? And it's <laughs> the funniest scene where they go through, well, first he did this and then I did that. And it's like, in the show, it's like a second. So you you have no idea what happened. It just looks like they flew at each other. But then they're like, oh, yeah, then I was going to go punch him. And then he spit on me. And so then I decided to like counter his kick with a, what is it? I can't, with a sneeze or something like that, you know? And they're like, <laughs> well, biological warfare didn't work last time, or germ warfare didn't work <laughs> last time. Warfare. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous, and it's a, it's a great moment. It's not my wreck this episode. I guess it could be my wreck this episode. Go watch the original Dragon Ball, but I'm not. It's, yeah, well, I, it's great. I, I, that's one thing about WB Kids that I never got into is Dragon Ball. So I, it could be something where if I call myself a kid of the '90s, it, you know, you're in, you're inspiring me slightly. The original Dragon Ball is pretty good. I, it, it is a little slow. I mean, all of Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Kai, whatever, all that stuff is slow. I think it's known for that. The pacing isn't that great. But the original Dragon Ball is weirdly simple and kind of enjoyable in a weird kind of a way, kind of like early Naruto. But regardless, Ned, this episode, we got some siblings, some some brothers fighting. Do you have any stories of where you took it too far, where a sibling (laughs) took it too far, or a friend took fighting a bit too far? Yeah, I don't know about siblings because... I had two sisters and my dad was a huge proponent of like tree ladies with respect. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, I had a moment where I like my little sister was annoying me and I slapped a toy phone out of her hand or something like that. And I got, you would have thought that I had like committed like arson. My parents got so mad. (laughs) So siblings, siblings, no, there was a moment that like, I don't know what happened. I can't even remember what happened in fifth grade, but like one of my best friends, it was also through a phase of life where I think I had a feeling. And if I said, no, that's not a true feeling. I felt like I was being dishonest that I was like, I don't want to be friends with you anymore. And I like told my friend that, um, well, and, and it lasted for like a month. And like, I don't think we were friends for like a month. And then he was like one of my best friends through all of high school. So okay. it was just a weird time. And I, but I, 
I'd say that was the extent of like. But y'all didn't get into a physical fight or nothing like no, that. No, I. And maybe <laughs> okay. I'd I'd say I almost the only time I've almost ever fought a friend was I had a friend that we were in college and we walked out of the bar and my wife, my now wife was in the bar, a girlfriend at the time. And she walks out and she was like, Hey, some guy like pinned me up against the wall and tried to hit on me. And I pushed him away and said, no. Yeah. I and, think you even mentioned this in a, a recent episode. Yeah, and yeah, I, tried to make I a probably joke mentioned it, it was, in the past where yeah, I like, yeah. I, and then at, <laughs> at home he was like, you were being a pussy. And I was like, yeah. And I shoved him and I was like legitimately ready to like go straight up fight him. But it didn't amount to that because alcohol was involved and he, he doesn't remember it to this day either. So really, but that's the closest I've ever either though, Ned, if I was just going to be honest with you, I wouldn't fight him now because now he's a freaking jujitsu guy and he would beat (laughs) the schnoz out of me. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I was trying to think of, uh, this situation when I was, when I was younger, you know, I've got a three-year younger sister, and we would fight a good bit, but not like word fighting, but just kind of like play fighting, wrestle fighting until she, or sometimes I, but usually she got hurt, um, and we had to stop because we would get in trouble, right? I mean, we just sibling bickered at each other until one day I got a stepbrother, and my stepbrother, um, whose name is Kevin, I'll name him on the podcast, freaking, <laughs> freaking Kevin. Freaking Kevin. Yeah. Talk about someone who, like, if he does something to you and you do it back to him, you're not even. Like, he's like, no, I'm taking this too far and I'm yeah, going to be back the, even He's got to take the step up. And, you know, this doesn't happen anymore because we're adults now. And we do uh, right, right, with each right, other right, some. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, we go home and we wedge each other. So the first <laughs> thing was... He he would come over every other weekend and, you know, he would wedgie me sometime. One day I did it back to him. I was like, you know what? I'm not taking this anymore. I'm going to wedgie Kevin back if he tries to give me a wedgie. And he got so pissed off, dude. <laughs> I kid you not, my underwear or my boxers were all the way up to the top of my head. I mean, oh, yeah. not over oh, yeah. the head like you see in like cartoons, but literally like touching my head. It was... One of the more painful moments mm-hmm. of my young life. There was also a moment <laughs> where Kevin had a bow and we were just playing with it outside. And this wasn't him trying to be mean or nothing, but he he did shoot me with a stick and an actual bow and it hit me right between <laughs> the eyes on the forehead. And I I cried and went to our parents. <laughs> yeah, was, that, yeah, that's one of those so ones sad. where like, there's sibling fighting and then there's like actual weaponry yeah. involved. And you're like, okay, like you took it a step too far. I can bring my tears to mama at this point. He's, he's a little bit of a cheapy peepee. Yeah. He's a little bit of a cheapy peepee, but yeah. not as bad as Finn and Jake are in this fight. And they're so bad cheapy peepees that they're even going to go to the farm after their, their dream, their together dream with the dream warrior. And they're going to try and take down the farm with all these cheap moves, man. I okay, mean, they're but, borderline kicking them in the nuts. Yeah, okay. Like, but take it back up a second. Like, every time a, a cheap move was used in the fight between Finn and Jake in this episode, it was in a moment where you were totally vulnerable. You were about to get hit with a finishing move, and there was no other options. If you're If you're trying to win this, this is not a fight between Finn and Jake that's like, a goof fight, like let's oh, who puts the other one into a submission headlock and then be like, ah ha ha, let's goof off. 
this is like a, I'm proving myself right fight. So when you end up in those situations, I mean, I'm not justifying being cheap. Like when you're having a fair fight of there's a winner and you tap out and you hug at the end, that's, that's a different mentality. This is not one of those fights. And so each of them pulls one of the cheap moves, which is mud in the eye, which is pulling your pants down and which is biting you on the butt cheek. It's when there's no other options. And at this point, it's cheapo, but at the same time, the farm is like, the farm's kind of being a dick. Dude, they well. could have taken the farm down. They could have taken the farm down without the cheap moves. I, I mean, I, I thought that too, and that was my Jake mistake of the episode, is like, big size mega Jake. Um, why in the world is like big size mega Jake like not able to take down the farm? And why does biting his butt cheeks win? <laughs> like, why do they win this fight by biting his butt? <laughs> well, I think the implication was that the golden apples were supposed to be punching yeah. him in the nuts. And the best way to imply that was to bite him on the butt cheeks, which was what Finn did to Jake when Jake grew his butt 17 sizes mm -hmm. as large. And Finn was, Finn was, would have suffocated under Jake's butt cheeks, by the way. That's Just fair. That's saying. fair. So like, that's why I don't blame Finn for pulling that move either. In the farm, also, like, they're two, they're two little dudes, and this farm's like, fight me and prove your worth. And the fact that it's just like, oh, yeah, if you can't counter, like, a catapult of mud to the face, us pulling your pants up and biting you on the butt, then you're not a good fighter. Well, if you he can't does counter have no that. pants, but I agree. He He's a little cocky. What, you're going to fight this at the farm? Like, he's talking about himself in their point of view like that that's yeah it, he, he puts himself out there as a dick that like so okay yeah that's fine well they beat him by biting his butt that's that's the finale that's why this episode is like <laughs> i was like okay boring like i don't know yeah half it, the it episode has is a, them fighting dude like half the episode is just ben and jake fighting it just goes too far they're so brutally beat up mm -hmm. and you're just like that was like five minutes of, of we, the same thing over and over again can we take it to my tops of the episode? What came from their fight yeah, was yeah, yeah. In, infinite leg kick. Jake was, I the know you said the fight. Yeah. I mean, we might've had two of Jake's best stretchy moments was one with being the, uh, like wingsuit Jake. Mm -hmm. And the second, I think was infinite leg kick. Jake was like, just such an awesome, like, I don't know. Jake could have strangled him like, anaconda style but he decides to put forty thousand feet to just kick him over and over yeah. and over again and i was like that's that might be my tops of the episode it reminds me of that spongebob episode where they have to crawl through the tunnel of people's legs <laughs> from the tunnel of spanks it's very much like that that is one of the funniest things i mean dude that's all I could think about when I saw the feet. I thought I was like, that's awesome, but that's nowhere near as awesome as a giant spank line and people volunteering line. to do it, you know? Oh man. I hey man, I I might go through a spank line nowadays just to feel something. <laughs> just to feel something. Is that yeah, can you pay for that? Can you get a <laughs> yeah, yeah, got how a, much for that, man? A membership for the spank line of Nashville. Oh gosh, people are gonna like kink shame us now. Gross. Hey, don't Gross. yuck anyone's yums. Come on. Don't yuck, don't yuck yums. anyone's yums. Spank lines. They're for everybody. It's not just a... <laughs> They're for everybody. <laughs> it's not just a SpongeBob thing. Okay. Well, in the midst of this conversation, 
I had a theoretically speaking that I did not expect to pull out from this episode. Okay. Um, it comes off the wake of seeing a TikTok this week because, you know, I'm cool and hip and watch the TikToks. And it made me think, first of all, in this episode, when these people are getting beat the schnoz out of, and Finn's a human, right? We don't know what the marauders are. We don't know what the train is. And they get beat up and whatever. Break The train gets his legs broken, turned backwards. And Finn takes a punch from the train, like a hardcore punch into the ground. And he's able to like rest it off and go train, right? I've got a theory that the oxygen levels in Ooh are different than they are now. And this all comes on the wake of seeing this TikTok about how they pulled air out of sap of like fossilized bugs and that the air that they pulled out of there had like basically contained like what, what our oxygen, yeah, oxygen levels, levels in the were, yeah. atmosphere. The oxygen levels are like 40% instead of 12% in the atmosphere. And they did a study that they actually took out sunlight radiation, like UV and all the harmful stuff, and they fed a tomato plant just pure organic sunlight through filtered light and 40 or 50% oxygen levels. And a cherry tomato plant grew to be like 30 feet tall and produced wow. like 9,000 cherry tomatoes. Hmm. Um and so I, I do think in this land of ooh, this post-apocalyptic, a thousand years, the Earth's regrown itself from scratch into this place where Finn as a human is like way more overpowered and powerful than a normal human would be. Because okay. yeah, I like even that theory. taking the beating from the farm, taking the beating from Jake even at that much, and being able to hold his own against Jake as an OP stretchy character He's got to be not given superpowers, but I, I think he's operating in this world where like, he is way healthier of a human in the atmosphere that he's been accustomed to. Which is interesting because there is a giant hole in the earth, but mm -hmm. there are also giant creatures and, and the farm is massive. And just mm -hmm. like that, that whole thing about the dinosaurs were alive and were able to get so big because of the oxygen levels, you know, or I mean, I'm exactly this, but yeah, no, that's a, that's a great theory. Actually, if that really is off the top of your head, off the dome, I like yeah, it. Yeah. That, that was just something I was thinking about today of just like, okay, like we've got crazy monsters, crazy, whatever, and magic beings and stuff like that. And fin, like, I was just thinking about it in the fin concept, not even how other creatures can grow so big, but yeah, the fact that fin as a normal human can like take such a beating and shake it off that, if we're getting way too literal outside of a cart, just the Tom and Jerry style cartoon antics, that if we are creating a universe where this is all post-apocalyptic and yeah. logical, and that the universe before was very logical, the universe that Simon lived in was a very logical, normal-ass human universe that like, how could Finn take a freaking megaton punch and not die? I, I think that that's a good explanation. Yeah, I did too. Dude, why is it that the dumb episodes would just have uh, a 50-minute conversation about and it feels like the time flew by? <laughs> because we It's because we feel less obliged to have to talk about everything. Okay. This is a very yeah. basic episode. If we didn't hit everything, if we missed anything, guys, like call us out on it. There was yeah, lots of good one-liners in this episode. We didn't want to rehab. But the point of this podcast is there's a lot of Adventure Time podcasts out there that 
rehash every episode scene by scene. And we want to get into the nitty gritty. We want to get into what we feel about it, what makes you, what, what it makes you feel about it. I don't know, make you think about a time when you fought your sibling, I guess. Yeah. But. yeah. I mean, if y'all really want to know my, my most punchable character, because I know y'all are begging at home. Is my stepbrother Kevin for sure? He <laughs> <laughs> is my stepbrother Kevin. I do love Kevin, but I love uh, it. yeah, he's my most punchable character this yeah, episode. Ke- my tops this episode is the train because he's such a loser. <laughs> but I also, you know, I love the train. So um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, it's a great character to introduce. Um, but again, I think this is a fun break. We're about, I think, I think we're going to have like one or two more off episodes for Mm -hmm. season four that are a little less like canon or, uh, let's make the universe bigger episodes. I want to say this is a good season. Yeah. Is Flame Princess next season four, episode 22? We've got a good Flame Princess. Yeah. We got a good Flame Princess episode coming up, uh, next week, which is going to be fun. And, She's again building this relationship is a fun, fun part of Finn's development. Yeah. Well, bro, what's your lesson for this episode? Uh, I've I've got two and none serious this time. Actually, none overly serious. Oh, are we gonna have the same lessons? Let's see. Um, probably so. The first one is peeps need to respect themselves when they leave the house, even if it's for ice cream or TP. Yeah, that's a good lesson. And the other time, the other thing is, bro, time's good time. That's, bro I mean, it's, it's a given. Time. It's, this is like the most bro time, uninterrupted, non, just the rest of the world gets to get shut out and we just get to be bros. Bro time is good time. Yeah. I mean, girl time's good time, bro. You're, you're girl bro. Go find girl bros, guys. Like, yeah. guys well, and you're, girls. Your day bro, whatever. Yeah. I mean, whatever it is, just have that person that can just escape reality with. Um, um boys night. A little, a little boys', boys night? night. We've had some oh, good boys nights. Yeah, we have. Oh man, the what's your lessons? Now, the travelers know my lessons. Man, uh, being the third best at something deserves respect is mm. my first lesson, and I awesome. I feel that fully because um, I definitely wasn't the first or second best on centipede at either of those two uh, arcade bars. My other lesson is cheapy peepees always get their way so i learned to, in <laughs> life you just gotta be a cheapy peepee man like you just gotta gotta cheat sometimes be a little cheap hey it's it's that's just dallas baby that's just, just dallas that's baby just bus- it's just business this business and i actually have the opposite of a wreck today yeah i was gonna ask you what your wreck was well it's not a wreck my the opposite of a wreck is i was listening to the beach boys which i love the beach boys they can be my wreck go listen yeah. to uh, freaking what is oh gosh my mind's going like animal their big album their main album their, the concept album that they made after yeah Sgt. The one Pepper's is Boys at the Beach Pet Sounds good grief <laughs> no go listen to Pet Sounds it's amazing my opposite of Verrett today is I was on Spotify and they're like hey you, you like the Beach Boys check this out they released a new song I was like what the so Beach Boys released I, a new song I clicked on it and it's oh. Steve Aoki doing a remix of Fun 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 by the Beach Boys. And oh. I the disappointment I had yeah. by this was it was a lot. I was really bummed and it, it it blew. It sucks. Like the drop's not even the drop shouldn't be 
uh, fun, 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 and just repeating that over and over again. The drop should be, yeah. and she had, and then it goes into the drop. I I don't know why he missed that. That's pretty obvious, but yeah, I. I I love Steve Aoki as a concept and as a club DJ, but not there's not a lot of Steve Aoki remixes that I particularly am super fond of or anything like that. Yeah. Well, well what's my, your wreck? My wreck came from a very similar source because I had a friend send me a TikTok of somebody remixing a song, and it was an absolute banger. But my recommendation, Dacian, I can't speak tonight. My recommendation is The Prince of Egypt. Oh, if what? you have not seen that movie, I don't yeah, care if yeah, you're yeah. religious or not. That movie has the best, gosh darn, soundtrack of all time. And I watched the crap out of that movie as a kid. Yeah. Pharaoh, but I watched Pharaoh. the TikTok of somebody doing Let My People Let Go. My people go. No, 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 no. That's that's the Awana's <laughs> church version of the song. There's this epic orchestral, like "Let My People Go," and somebody did a trap remix in a, a whole verse of rap about Moses and the Pharaoh on TikTok, and it was just so good. And mm-hmm. then I'm like, I think I'm going to log off this podcast and, and go watch Prince of Egypt like right now. I haven't seen wow. that. I haven't seen it since I was like 12. But you I remember okay. that, that. Well, the, the movie's no, a it holds up. It, I, no, I, it holds up. That's okay. sound. I remember like, it I, being good. That well, even if the acting, but like it was kind of that peak of like even animation when like Road to El Dorado, Treasure Planet, that animation style that was still like the blend between kind of OG Disney animation meets some CGI and some computer regeneration. Um, where the, there's two movies that came out of that studio it was the uh, Prince of Egypt and Joseph Coat of Many Colors, where they just like not only just told Bible stories, but they made like epic soundtracks to them, and they're so good. Even I do just from like a soundtrack the Prince of Egypt. I'll say I'll, I've seen it probably within the last five years, and I, I'll say it holds up uh, yeah. a little bit. But it is like a biblical story, so if that's not your vibe, then that's not going to be your vibe. You know, I mean, just dude, just I mean. Don't watch it as a religion. It's watch it as a if you if you don't have a religious belief, watch it as a fairy tale movie. I don't care. Yeah, it's a fun movie. I did. It's that. got an epic soundtrack. It's got just imp- it, like totally compelling characters that are three dimensional. Yeah. Which, I mean, like I said, if you just write a story, it's freaking awesome. So that's my recommendation with cool. a long winded explanation. No, I dig it. Um, this is not a recommendation, but if you happen to listen to Japanese rock music and you have any recommendations for me, please let me know. You can hit us up on the travelers log at NEA underscore travelers log at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Instagram at never ending adventure podcast, TikTok at never ending adventure cast, Twitter at NEA underscore podcast. And yeah, I mean, you could do also episode theories on that travelers log. I would actually prefer that, but yeah, I'm pretty deep in the Japanese rock music, so let me know. Just be okay. like, hey, Russell, this one's for you, bud. And So Japanese rock, no K-pop? No, well, K-pop's fine, but I, I there's just something about Japanese rock music. Like, even going all the way back to uh, city pop I've gotten into recently, which is like 80s Japanese pop mm. music, which okay. is pretty rad. So, yeah, Ned, if you need, if you need some, uh, some stuff, I'll, I'll talk to you after the podcast. 
Yeah, I just I just went to a Korean barbecue restaurant and they had some delightful Korean trap music playing on a music video. <laughs> and I was like, this stuff, it's so, it's so fucking good. Yeah, I don't think I've ever described trap music as delightful, but... It's, I, no, it's delightful. I can see that from you. Okay. <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, regardless, whatever you're listening to this week, party forever. Oh, I loved you guys.